Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl. This is just a reminder before we deep dive into the app to make sure to like, subscribe, hit the five stars, whatever you're on. It makes such a huge difference. I'm going to hit out before my voice dies and just enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of That Gym Girl. I am here with Claire Brennan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I mean, I'm better now. Like, I'm having a FaceTime spot, uh, like podcast with Claire. This is amazing. Now, I'm going to do – I'll let you do the quick rundown. Can you give the listeners a bit of who you are, what you're about? Tell us everything. Yeah, so I um, am based in South Florida. I make wellness and fitness content. Um, I like to focus on making people or helping people make the best version of themselves kind of like cutting out all the BS around fitness and like the culture that it has become on social media. So kind of just being like a little safe space for people in that way. I love that. And, yeah. That's so exciting. And guys, people who are listening, like you've got to check out Claire's page. She really does cut out the bullshit. Like honestly, <laughs> I don't know if you've experienced this Claire, but like there's so much information out there. Yes. And oh. a lot of it is wrong. <laughs> facts oh my god it's so true and so much of it is so toxic like if you did this shit that they tell you to do i'd be like oh my god so yeah and and unfortunately i feel like we've all done it too (laughs) we all have i mean i've had so many women on this pod and we've all fallen down the little rabbit hole once or twice but that's okay that's why i started the pod and that's why claire is here because we're trying to what is it bust the myths and that is kind of the theme of today's podcast so we've got seven fitness myths that we are busting the ass out of and we are going to be hopefully telling listeners whether it's true wrong whether it's a gray area um so yeah i'm very excited how are you feeling i'm excited yes also guys claire's in florida so she's like just gotten out of bed she probably rolled out of bed looking like a beautiful queen um i'm about to go to sleep so just context for y'all all right let's get into it so there's seven myths the first one is that pilates is better than weightlifting holy motherfucker this has been all over my tiktok for you page and if i see it again 
Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go into one of these Pilates classes and tell them to get off my For You page. Like, <laughs> it is everywhere. Is that the same for you? It is, yeah. It's been all over the place for me as well. Oh my god. And look, I love me some Pilates, but apparently it's, it's like getting its 15 minutes of fame at the moment. I think it's great. <laughs> have you tried Pilates? Yes, I actually do Pilates, um, like, once or twice a week. Um, I think that the big debut that it's been having, people are kind of generalizing it as Pilates, and I think that from what I've been hearing, it's been reformer Pilates. Like, there's a difference between Pilates and reformer Pilates. Reformer Pilates is honestly, it's very tough. Like, it is really, really hard. Um... But, and I think just, like, people have really taken it, you know, to an extreme, like they do with everything. Oh, it's, like, all about balance. It's all about your goals. You know, if you if you want to get a big, juicy butt, you're not going to get there by doing Pilates, you know? But if you want to tone down a little bit, kind of, like, work, focus on, like, your tiny muscles, your mind-to-muscle connection, like, you probably want to incorporate Pilates, you know, and kind of, like, try that out. Um but I don't think one is necessarily better than the other at all. No, I completely agree with you. And I think there's so much context that is being missed from these 15-second TikToks. You know, there's people who are like, I did Pilates exactly. and I lost 15 kilos. I'm like, well, you probably yes. watched what you ate. So, like, yes. it wasn't just Pilates. And also, you don't know how much cardio you did on top of that. So, 100%, I, I agree. Yeah, I just want to cut the bullshit on this one and say... Pilates is not better than lifting weights. Lifting weights is not better than Pilates. They're different. They're in their own little lanes. And the fact that you do Pilates is sick. How long have you been doing that? Um, honestly, not that long. Probably like three months. And I just, I mostly just go on like class pass or whatever. There's like a, I don't know if they have class pass in Australia, but it's like pretty much something, a subscription you pay for and you, get like free classes here and there so like most of the time I'll just do it through that and it's really fun but it is like tough so I can't do it like every day I, it's definitely not something I do or want to do every day um, <laughs> and but do you do the reformer or do you do the uh generic yes okay yeah if I want to do the generic like if I'm if I'm feeling like slower or I just like want some kind of movement and I don't really like want to go to the gym necessarily I'll do like move with Nicole on um YouTube she's like a great Pilates YouTuber but that honestly doesn't happen much because I tend to get really bored with those kinds of workouts and if I'm like in my house I like don't do well like I'm not a fan (laughs) I need to like leave and go somewhere else um but yeah I mean Pilates is great um weightlifting is great running is great I think that especially like you said for the girls that are posting like oh I lost 15 kilos in this amount of time it's like well that's because you enjoyed Pilates more than weightlifting most likely also you know like if you weren't enjoying weightlifting and you were doing it because it was a trend like your mind muscle connection wasn't there like you were enjoying what you were doing it was probably making you unhappy which was making you eat or like process your food differently like then you switched to Pilates and you liked it and that's where the change came in not everybody likes Pilates, you know? Like, that's not going to work for everybody, so. Wow. Yeah, what you said is actually so vital. I didn't even think about it like that. I think, for me personally, going to the gym makes me happy. It feeds my soul, and it is a release for me. 
And for some people that's running and for some people that's Pilates. And I think what you said is so important. You have to enjoy it. Obviously, some days you might not want to do it, but you have to have discipline. But most of the time you should enjoy it. And that's actually so vital. I love that you said that. That's so cool. Yes. Um, I do need to ask the reformer machines. They're slightly terrifying to me. Um, are they easy to use? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. No, they're so hard. <laughs> my first Pilates class, I so you're supposed to go in, I guess, with an intro class. Like, you're supposed to take an intro class. And the guy, like, didn't make me take one my first time. So I'm, like, in the middle of Pilates class. There's all these, like, like experienced moms and, like, girls around me. And they're all, like, doing the thing. And I'm, like, on the reformer, like, falling through the platform, like, like twisting their own leg. <laughs> reduces their calories below their maintenance, which is basically the amount to sustain 
everyday life and to keep your body weight consistent. Um, Claire, are you in a calorie deficit? Have you ever been in one? What's your relationship with that? So I have tracked before and it was in my um, eating disorder era. So I do not do that um, really anymore. I get really obsessive with that. I think it depends on your personality. Um, for me personally, I get a super obsessive. I will count the calories of everything. I'm like a perfectionist like that. And it just takes up all of my brain. Um, and then at that point, your body isn't processing food the right way because you're focusing on it too much. So, um, at this point though, I think that just being in like the fitness like industry for as long as I have been, um, I kind of gauged enough to where if I want to lean down a little bit, like I know how to kind of do that without tracking. Um, so that's kind of my relationship with that right now. Yeah, no, I, I completely appreciate that. And I think that, well, for me personally, when I first started my health journey, I was like, yeah, calorie deficit. And I went down to, I think, I think it was 1200 or 1300 calories. No. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, I, I mean, I assume you might have done that as well. Um, I don't know your relationship with food, but for me anyway, I was like, yeah, this is how you lose weight. Absolutely. P.S. It's not, it's not sustainable. Um, I lost six kilos, but I looked not very healthy. So it took me a while to actually learn what foods I could eat. And it's actually ironic because I learned how, what I could eat through tracking. So I, yes, yes. right? Like I started tracking pasta and I started having oats and I started incorporating more carbohydrates. And I was like, what? I can actually have carbohydrates? Oh my God, this is wild. Like, yeah, you go. That's so important um, to kind of realize if you haven't ever tracked before or if you're like just getting into fitness, I, I do think it's important to go through a phase where you track for sure just to get a gauge but you know you don't need to do it forever and once you get that gauge and you understand like okay I can't like have this much cake every day at the end of my full day of eating and then like still lose weight you know what I'm saying like some people just have no clue the amount of calories in in anything so it's important to track for a little bit I think just to get a gauge if you're a complete newbie but other than that, I, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. Um, and I think it really does depend on the person. Again, like, trigger warning to those who are experiencing this sort of thing. But it can be the instigator for an eating disorder. And I completely yeah. acknowledge that. And it's not for everybody. And I don't think it should be something you do forever. Um, because otherwise, you're not having fun. You don't get to go out for dinner and enjoy the pasta. Exactly. And I also think that once you get the hang of it, there are like guidelines that you can follow for yourself that make it easier and feasible to be in a calorie deficit while you're not tracking. You know what I'm saying? Like replacing half your plate with vegetables, you know, like eating a lot of fiber, like doing these little tiny things that will most likely put you in a deficit anyway, you know? Yeah, I love that. Um, I wanted to go to the next point because I actually can see a little watch on your wrist. I'm FaceTiming or Zooming Claire and our next point is that you need a watch to tell you how hard you've worked. Okay, I haven't fallen down this trap as of yet. We don't know. Future Angel could be a whole new ballgame but I know so many friends who literally 
I swear to God, if somebody said this to me, they're like, oh, the ring didn't close, so I, I didn't work out today. I was like, but you were in the gym, bitch. I saw you in the gym. She's like, nah, but the, wa the watch didn't track it. Like, I wasn't, it didn't track it, so I have to go back tonight and do another workout. I was like, ah, look, you were there. Like, no, no, no. People, I, I get the watches. I think they're super helpful. They guide you. They give you a bit of, like, an idea of where you're at. But they don't determine whether or not you were actually there because, bitch, you were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that um, that's another thing kind of along with the tracking. When I was struggling with my eating and working out, I was obsessed with my Fitbit. I was absolutely, like, I lived off of it. I only cared about how many steps I was taking that day. I only cared about how many calories that I burned during a blood workout or whatever. And during my recovery, actually, my rec my recovery therapist made me throw it away. So I didn't have a watch again until, like, honestly, a couple months. I got it a couple months ago again. And I only got it to track my steps and to track um, my heart rate during my steady-state cardio. So mm -hmm. I like to, like, keep my heart rate up a little bit. And so I just literally, that's the only two things I really use it for. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to answer this. And if, it, if you don't want to, we can cut this bit out. But have you found that you've had to think about it more consciously? Like where you're like, oh, you know, where you're kind of going down those patterns and you have had to kind of pull yourself out of it? Or how are you going with that? Yeah, honestly, not really. Um, when I got it, I knew. I kind of sat myself down and I was like, you are getting a fitness watch right now and like that was a huge thing for me so I really like sat myself down and I was like you're getting this for this reason don't beat yourself up if you don't close a ring or like you know don't look at this amount of calories it doesn't matter this is the reason you're getting it it's just an aid it's an aid in your journey and you don't even need it you know yeah. like not everybody has one of these um so I really haven't found myself yet going down that kind of hole um also just remembering how miserable it was like being right there like I don't want to go back there so yeah yeah I think what you've said I, I don't know if anybody has said this to you but what you've said and what you're saying on this pod is so fucking powerful like there are so many women who'd be listening to this and they might be in that phase where you were and the fact that they can see someone like you who is saying actually I've got a Fitbit now and um, it does get better and you will get through this. That's so fucking powerful. A hundred percent. It's, it's all about recovering and like fully, truly recovering if you're in that space before you go back into fitness, but it's so worth it and it makes things like wearing a watch like really fun, you know? That's so good. Oh, that makes me, that makes my soul happy. Um, I want to kind of, uh, pull this into the next point very smoothly because the next point is that you have to track calories. You don't. Um, I, I don't even think we need to go into this point too much, but I, again, just want to reiterate, you don't have to track calories. It is a good education tool. And I hope, I don't know, there's a lot of client, a lot of coaches out there who will say to you, yeah, cool. We're going to track your calories. It is up to you. If that doesn't make you feel comfortable, you've got to say to your coach, look, I'm actually not ready for it. I don't feel comfortable. Can I just give you a food blog or a diary or just have a chat with you about my food? And I think that 
yeah it's, it's something you don't have to do what's your thoughts Agreed. I think that it's important um if you again are new or you don't want to incorporate cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's so cool. 
I would love to if I knew more about it. I yeah. just like, don't want to say anything that's like wrong. No, that's so true. That's so true. But yeah, that's so interesting that you said that. Um, yeah. I want to talk about number five. This is a big myth and it used to be such a trendy topic like back in 2015. It was the booty band phase and all yes. of like their fitness influencers were like with their booty bands. Even still, some of them are like are addicted to these things. What's your thoughts on them? Because I love them for like my warm-ups or if it's at the end of my workout and I'm like, yeah, let's burn this fucking muscle to the ground. Like, let's yeah. go. Um, when do you use them? Have you used them? What's your experience with them? Yeah, so I actually love booty bands. Um, but not for... I think where the issue comes in isn't the band. I think it's the fact that people think that the band is going to grow their booty. You know? I Like, it's not going to give you a, a big butt because you put some resistance your own weight on there um but I think it's they're really good to use during weightlifting actually like I love to use them during my squats or during my hip thrusts and then like at the top of my hip thrusts I do a couple um abductions at the top that like burns so bad or like you said at the end of a, of a workout just kind of like really just burn those muscles out but, um, yeah, I, I love them. I just think the problem comes in when it, when they get misconceived of what they'll do. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have not added them to my hip thrust. I'm slightly terrified to do that. I might not be able to walk home. Um, but I'm yeah. definitely going to try that and let you know because I that sounds very, very cool. So, yes. It's really fun. I don't think much else needs to be said about this one. Booty bands are great, but weights are the first thing I would probably suggest if you're wanting to better your strength and increase your muscle tone and then add booty bands on. It's like a little accessory or a helper or something you can yeah. add. Okay. Booty bands are like a little at-home reformer, kind of. Like oh, yeah. You're just using your own resistance. That's a good idea. Yeah, it, oh, that's so true, actually. You could add it on those days where you feel a little bit tired or fatigued as like one of those low-impact exercises. That's such a good idea. Yeah. You should come up with an e-guide about that or something. <laughs> Once, once I get my certificate, I will be. When, how long do you have to be certified? I think I have like another month. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. And so you're going to become a coach? Yes. Okay. Are you going to be doing in person or online? Um, I think I'm going to be doing online just while I'm in school. So keep a lookout. Yeah, I definitely will. I just started my online. I have my first ever client. Shout out to my client. Ah, just listening. It's so exciting oh my god she's like I love it. I'm, I'm obsessed with her like it makes I don't know you'll feel this when you start coaching it's been the happiest I've ever been is being a coach yes and I oh my god it's just like the best thing and, and she's a woman and she's a mom and I just feel so excited about her so yeah you'll love it <laughs> um the next point is you have to eat plant-based now this is a controversial one I would love to hear your thoughts on this I'm pescatarian, so I used to be veggie, but my dad was like, mm, you need to eat more fish, so we incorporated fish into my diet. But I don't know. I have always wanted to eat meat because of, like, stigma-wise, if I was at a friend's house, meat in Australia is, like, a huge thing. Like, it's everywhere. I'm sure it's the same in America. I don't know. Um, but there's this thing between, like, I have really low iron and, like, I'm super tired some days, so I wish I ate meat. But also, it's better to not eat meat because of the climate and, you know, like, what is that vegan game yeah. changers documentary? So, I don't know. What are your thoughts about this? 
like super redundant, but it comes down to the person. I was vegetarian for like six years growing up and that just, it doesn't work for me. Like A, it's, it tends to be really expensive to get enough protein in if you're a vegetarian um, or a, if you're plant-based. With that being said, like I do find myself eating mostly plant-based, but just by default, just because most vegetables and I mean, you know, they're plants. So, um, but I definitely think it's important for some people to incorporate like chicken and fish and stuff like that. Um, just to get enough like protein and omega threes and essential amino acids, like all that kind of stuff. That's really hard to do with like food, food combining and like a lot of different tweaks that you have to make when you're fully um, fully plant-based, especially if you're a developing woman. I think when you're grown, it's a little bit different, but I think in your early 20s, it's really important to be getting all the nutrients that you need. So depending on how your body works, if you can't handle beans, I wouldn't recommend being vegan. You know, like, if you can't handle lentils, like, wouldn't recommend being vegan. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Honestly, I wish I hadn't grown up as plant-based because eating meat now is so consciously like a thing. Oh my gosh. So honestly, I would eat meat and love it for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think also once you've been like that for so long though, like I don't think your body can handle it. I know a lot of people who have tried to eat meat after being vegetarian for so long and they just can't. Oh wow. Yeah. I always had it in my mind. I don't know. Somebody told me when I was a kid, they're like, if you eat meat, you're going to vomit. And so ever since then, I'm like, oh no, but I was like six. So that's just that dumb kid that left that in my mind. <laughs> no, but I want to reiterate, if you're losing weight or trying to be that gym girl or trying to be that girl, you don't have to be plant-based. You have to be getting enough protein, enough fats, enough carbs, enough calories to sustain your body and to be able to fuel it and energize it. 100%. And also, again, like same thing with carbs. It's how you feel. If you feel really good eating chicken and it keeps you full for a long time, that's great. If it makes you feel gross and you want to throw up every time you eat it, like, don't eat chicken, eat tofu, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that on social media, these people come with trends and they say these things and they think that it's blanket statements that covers everyone. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's all personal. And it all depends on what your lifestyle is, your occupation, whether you're a student, whether you're on your feet all day, like, whatever. Yeah. And the trends are great for some people because they bring awareness to everybody. And when you try them out, if that ends up working for you, like, that's great. You just found what works for you based off of a trend. But that you don't follow every trend. You know, you can't ever keep up with that. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I mean, we are two people who are on social media utilizing it to its fullest. So it's not that bad. (laughs) Go follow us. (laughs) All right. Last myth is that fats are bad for you. And oh my God. Okay, so I already know Claire's like, I can see her being like excited to talk about this one. Considering that she's obsessed with avocados, I know that she agrees. She disagrees with this one. So... I'm a pharmacy student, if you didn't know, Claire. I'm a bit of like a science nerd, but basically I want to break it down for listeners. There's good fats and there's bad fats. And good fats are your mono um, unsaturated and polyunsaturated, and they've actually been linked to better your cardiovascular um, system and to better your blood glucose. So you can get these from nuts, vegetable oils, peanuts, avocado. 
um, and peanut butter or almond butter as well. Bad fats, saturated and trans fats, they're like your processed foods, butter, marge, your, you know, your fatty bits of meat, and they cause you to basically have more cardiovascular risks, so like heart attacks, increased heart, blood pressure, etc. So, fats are not bad for you. What are your thoughts, Claire? I, this makes me just like so angry hearing people say that fats are bad for you because I know I've been in the low fat, like been in that space before. And first of all, it's different for men and women. I want to put that out there. Men can get away with having less fat. For women, if you are a woman, you need fat on your body. You need to be consuming fat. Um, fat helps you absorb vitamins. Uh, like vitamins A, D, E, and K are all fat soluble. They need fat to absorb. Like those are essential vitamins. If you are a young woman, you know, I would say like 18 to 30, um, and you want to have kids, DHA is a fatty acid that makes up like 10% of your brain and you can only get it from omega-3 fatty acids, which have to be consumed through your diet. So that's like essential for brain development and you need to have enough of that fatty acid in your body to be able to give that to a child um, or just to, to yourself, you know, like you're developing until you're like 25 in your brain. So it is so essential to have fats and so essential for the reproductive system. It's one of the most highly satiating macronutrients, protein and fat. Um, it's just it's so it's so important, and the low fat and this and that. Like I thought we left that in the eighties. I guess we didn't. Like unless you're a bodybuilder or a man, you need to be getting. I mean, if you're a man, you need fat. But you know what I'm saying. Like you can get away with less. I think yeah. as a man. Yeah. Um, but it's so 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 important for for my women out there to be getting yeah enough help. Absolutely. And I think um, scientifically, anyway, you're completely right in that women have higher fat percentages than men. That's just the way it is. Because of all those things you said, we have to sustain fucking life for another human being. Like, we cannot be a twig. We've got to be this voluptuous, like, beautiful woman. And that comes from having fats. Yes, exactly. And I mean, it's not to say that... A, you need to be eating the healthy fats. Um, I mean, it's not omega-3s and omega-6s. Like, I don't think you can really get a lot of those from butter or anything. Like, I'm not saying going around eating a bunch of butter or anything, but you definitely, like, need to be incorporating the, the healthy fats, like you said, the avocados, the nut butters, like, stuff like that. It's, it's vital and it's such a trend to be low fat and to be shredded and all these products that are out here nowadays that are like low fat, like this, that, whatever. Why? Like you need, you need it. You know, if people were more educated on this, I think, I think a lot would change. And I also think that given TikTok and everything in the recent, I, I don't know if this has been the case for you, but recently bodybuilding has been like all over my TikTok, like women going into bodybuilding and stuff. I'm, like, very nervous for their fertility sometimes um, because you never know how that can damage your reproductive system if you're depleting yourself of fats and fatty acids for that long. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, it gets, it gets really dangerous when you cut it out too much. I completely agree. And um, in terms of the bodybuilding thing, you're I think you're on the right track. It really depends on how they've been coached. You know, some of yes. them, like will cut out all of their fats and some of them will keep their olive oils and their 
avocados and that, which is so great. And I hope yes. that's the case for them. I really, really do. Um, and yeah, yeah, hopefully, I guess we'll see when we'll see in a few years what the repercussions are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm crossing my fingers for all of them. I mean, I think it's pretty reversible from what I've like heard. Yeah, no, I have um, I have a lady who's doing bodybuilding and I would love to talk to her about this because I think that's so important. Like what I'm actually asking her. That's a very good point. I'm going to keep that in my mind. <laughs> Clara's just triggered a point in my mind. So ladies and gentlemen, when I ask this to my my next uh, guest in a few weeks, I'll definitely think of Claire. <laughs> yes, it's so, I mean, it's, it comes down to also, especially as women again, like your health versus your aesthetics. Like to be a woman, like a, a healthy, quote unquote, healthy woman, sometimes you're not going to look like the Instagram fitness models. Like sometimes your version of health and what you need on your body is not going to be the same as fitness models on Instagram, you know? Um, so you, it's, it's, it's a lot more than social media. It's a lot more than your pictures. It's how your body's functioning. It's how your reproductive system is working. It's like how many nutrients that you're able to absorb. It comes down to a lot more than just how you look. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I had a, I've had Jessie on last, a few weeks ago, she said that she was in a calorie deficit so bad she lost her period and she's still learning how to get it back. Um, so yeah, her story is really important. And Olivia, last week, she said something to me which I thought was so, like, just, oh, like, powerful. She said, if you're eating, if you're eating, oh, if your body's at a point where you're eating enough to sustain life and you put on extra weight, that is the body you're supposed to be in. So if your body's gained weight, if you've added a little bit of fat, whatever, but you're eating enough, that is the body you're supposed to be in and you're supposed to be living and loving. Completely agree. Yeah, I thought that was really, really important. Oh my God, can you believe that nearly 35 minutes has gone by? How quick was this? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Guys, Claire, you're knowledgeable as fuck, bitch. Like, you are so clever. Oh, my God. Um, you said you're going into nursing? Yes, pediatric nursing. This girl, oh, my God, over here. She is, like, health students over here. Like, we know our stuff. <laughs> when you said you were a pharmacy student, I was like, oh, my girl. Yeah, we got it. We're science kids over here. We are the future of healthcare, so it's in good hands. <laughs> Um, on the pod every week I don't know if you've listened or if you've heard this bit but we say something that we're really grateful for proud of our highlight of the week have you got yours do you know an idea of what yours is I'm super grateful to be on the podcast oh that's so exciting I'm so grateful to have you on honestly like this has made my entire day like those who don't know, I didn't even post about this, I have no idea. I woke up this morning, I felt crap, like so average. Went to uni, it was eh, it was okay. But tonight's pod, I'm going to be sleeping, like having the best sleep ever. Because I'll be like, oh my god, I hope this pod has like affected you in such a positive way. If you guys love Claire as much as I do, please go follow her on everything. Tell her you're from the pod, like hit her up. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 